When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. I'm okay. I have a test every day to see a COVID test. I have to check me for all the strands. What I have is a one-and-a-half-year-old grandson who had a cold who likes to kiss his pop. <laughs> and he'd been kissing him anyway, so... Uh... Uh-huh. That's what it is. It's cold. So that very night, right after that, that's the president, by the way. You can't tell by the way he sounds because he's got some sort of upper rep- respiratory thing going on. And um, that night, right after that, Chris, Don, Elaine, right after that, he goes to dinner without a mask on. He's such a turd. He he really, I mean, he go last week he makes his, what? He makes his big deal. I like the beard. He makes his big deal last week. You got to wear a mask except when you're eating or talking into a microphone. Because, you know, all Americans eat, but very few talk into microphones. And he's been caught since making that speech three times in public without a mask on. In public settings, like a restaurant. You know, and he's such a what? A turd. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, what else do you want me to call him? He's, you know, the guy is just a loser with a capital L. And that's all I got to say. So, yeah. How are you this morning? I'm well. You're growing a full beard. I like that. That's going to look good with a bald head. I'm serious. I got a, you think so? I got a really good friend who's got who wears the full beard and he's bald. It looks good. It's a sharp look, man. Yeah. Next time we go and do is put you on the holly. <laughs> and then you're really going. George is going to have to follow you around with a camera after that. <laughs> yeah, well. Because you know. the girls will follow you like crazy. I'm telling you right now. Is that, that's all it takes? Just the white, you know, big white beard? Well, you, look, look, I'm, I'm secure in my manhood. You're a good looking fella. Right? You put that beard on like that and that bald head yes. got on Harley Davidson. Yeah, exactly okay. right. Wow. Yeah. So, if I'd have known that back in the 80s, <laughs> <laughs> there's an impediment at the moment. It's yeah. called marriage, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's not an impediment, it's a blessing. Could have saved myself a lot of time, you know, going to the gym and trying to look well, good. Well, I understand. That's all you need to do. Grow a beard. That's it. Dang, man. Uh huh. Right. You know what's funny? Because I, I didn't really want to. And then she just said, you know, you got to just try it. Get see, on with see it. See what happens. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, when I was a kid, the only the only guys that were bald with a beard were Shel Silverstein and, uh, you know, bad guy wrestlers who claimed they were from Russia. Oh, and a shop you teacher. Yeah, yeah, and the shop teacher. <laughs> yeah, he was an know. exception, though. Yeah. But, yeah, uh. you know, bald head, beard, and three fingers on one. That's one. right. Two on the <laughs> That's other. That's exactly yeah. right. He always had that stub for a thumb. Yeah, never failed. <laughs> well, it's Monday. Yeah, how'd Happen- that happen? Well, I was replacing a spark plug on a lawnmower. And- <laughs> no, I was using the table saw last yeah. Friday during six period, and this yeah. is yeah, it's, this it's is out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, good morning. It's it's Monday. We're going to dive into the news. Trump's remain in Mexico policy starts up again today. Don't expect Jim Acosta. On CNN to be saying Trump was right or anything like that. It's not going to happen. Trump was right. Uh, you know, remain in Mexico was smart, and the Biden administration is going to adopt that, put it back into place today. The Rock and Roll Marathon happened yesterday. 18,000 people were here. It was canceled after the pandemic last year. A lot of people had fun rock and rolling yesterday. If you were there, good for you. UTSA is going to cap a historic season. The Frisco Bowl with San Diego State. Some of the fans and the players are like, uh, are you serious? We're going to Frisco, not San Francisco. We're going to, like, Frisco, Texas for the Frisco Bowl. Uh, 6.30 p.m., December 21st, Toyota Stadium in Frisco. It's a Tuesday night game. And go Roadrunners. Uh, birds up. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know about that. College football playoffs are in place. Alabama number one. Roll tied after beating number one Georgia on Saturday to win the SEC. Michigan number two, Georgia number three, Cincinnati number four. And so, think about this for a second. If you follow college football, and I do, you might see Saturday all over again for the national championship. Could happen. 
Uh, Alabama and Cincinnati square off in the Cotton Bowl. Michigan and Georgia in the Orange Bowl New Year's Eve. And then they go on to the college playoff national championship, Indianapolis, on January 20th for the Valero Alamo Bowl. It's Alamo, it's uh, Oklahoma and Oregon coming here, the highest-ranked matchup in Alamo Bowl history. It'll be here December 29th, Alamo, Alamo Dome, uh, 8.15 p.m. Chris Cromo got canned on Saturday, told you that was coming that they were going to f- discover more stuff, and apparently they did. They discovered somebody he worked with who was at ABC when he was over there with Geraldo. And I want to say it's going to be interesting to watch and see if Geraldo starts to distance himself from Chris now because Geraldo says he was my protege and I really helped him and I taught him everything that I know. <laughs> well, apparently you did, Geraldo. <laughs> because another one has claimed sexual harassment from Chris Cromo, and, and that's what got him, apparently. It was a, a law firm came in, and they were looking at everything that had been going on with Chris Cuomo and how he's helping his brother, using his contacts to dig up dirt on women who were uh, claiming he was uh, you know, sexually abusing or whatever it was, sexually harassing them. And so Chris Cuomo is out, and uh, they another, another woman um, – has said that she was sexually harassed by him, and they worked together over at ABC. It's an unnamed woman, but she is going to be uh, interviewed this week by the law firm over at CNN. So who's going to replace Chris Cuomo over at CNN? Uh, Brooke Baldwin wants it to be a woman, and we'll see. And I don't care. Uh, Kamala is losing more staffers. Basically, at this point, the vice president has lost all of her top staffers in her office uh, she allegedly is soul-destroying. That's what they say. Who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend that they are retiring for positive reasons, former Harris aide Gil Duran said, claiming the vice president fails to read briefing materials and lashes out at others when she's unprepared. It's clear you're not working with somebody who is willing to do the prep and the work. With Kamala, you have to put up a constant amount of soul-destroying criticism. You're propping up a bully. Imagine that. Kamala Harris, a bully. Mm. And those parents of the boy who allegedly shot up the school in Michigan last week, they were arrested on Saturday as well, charged with involuntary manslaughter. There's a lot of twists and turns to that story, and we're going to dig into that. We're also, a little bit later, going to dig into the cruise ship that returned with uh, a few people on board that had um, uh, COVID and uh, some of the, I mean, I dig some digging into some of the contents and, uh, and talk about that over the weekend or whatever. And we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Phones are open at 210-599-5555. David Letterman goes after Donald Trump. What do you expect? The uh, Kennedy honors were over the weekend and Joe Biden sick goes to the Kennedy honors, and David Letterman said it's nice to see the presidential box occupied again because Donald Trump was never allowed to go to the Kennedy honors. They don't like him. You know, the snoots in the left, they don't like him at all, so he wasn't allowed to go to the Kennedy honors. But, of course, they gave Joe Biden a standing ovation for the fantastic job that Joe Biden is doing. 210-599-5555. A quick break. The economy is markedly stronger than it was a year ago. And today, the incredible news that our unemployment rate has fallen to 4.2%. By the way, he said, I'm tested every day. That's untrue. Jen Psaki had to come out about five minutes later and said, that's untrue. <laughs> Just like he drives an 18-wheeler in his spare time and takes a chain to corn pop on the weekends, he's not tested every day. What's up, El Presidente? 522, Trey Ware, KTSA. Good morning and happy Monday to you. 210-599-5555. As we dig into the news this morning, better.com. At a Zoom call, at 900 workers on the Zoom call, what they do is they are fast, low-free approval, or, yeah, low-fee approvals for mortgages, according to their website. At 900 of their workers on a Zoom call, and the CEO, Vishal Garg, who's 43, said, if you're on this call, you're fired. Say what? If you're on this call, you're fired. 
Now, this was right after getting $750 million cash infusion last week because they went public in May and they got a, raised a bunch of cash. He said, this isn't news you're going to want to hear. If you're on this call, you're fired. His rationale says, uh, well, uh, you, he accused workers of being unproductive, working two hours and clocking eight plus. Been involved in a web of controversy in the past. Apparently, Forbes obtained emails in which he reportedly called employees too damn lazy. And in August, the Daily Beast said he threatened to burn a business partner alive. Nice guy, huh? All I can say about guys like that is one of these days, one of those 900 that you canned that way is going to be your boss. <laughs> so it always works that way. I've seen it in this business. I've seen it in this business, man. They treat people like that sometimes in this business. I'm sure all businesses are like that, but they, they used to a lot like that, you know, especially the bigger markets in radio and television. Remember your last show? Well, it was your last show. Now get out of here. And the next thing you know, that dude owns a radio station and you're looking for a job. Bob Dole passed away. War hero. Republican leader. 98 years old. Serving the United States of America faithfully for 79 years. Was the Republican nominee for president in 1996 up against Bill Clinton. Deployed to Italy as a second lieutenant in the 10th Mountain Division in 1944. In April of 45, he was shot while helping a guy in a manhole. It was nine hours before medics could get to him. He spent the next two and a half years at Percy Jones Army Medical Center in a head-to-hip plaster cast. Lost kidney in full use of his right arm. Awarded two Purple Hearts and a Bronze Star with Oak Leaf Cluster. At 76, he entered into the presidential politics as the running mate of Gerald Ford. They lost to Jimmy Carter. And then he went on to lead the Republicans in the Senate. Became the early pitchman, one of the first pitchmen for Viagra, which opened up a new world of sexual freedom to middle-aged and uh, older couples. He passed away over the weekend at the age of 98. Uh, an image I'll never forget of Bob Dole is at George Herbert Walker Bush's funeral. He was in a wheelchair, you know, very elderly. Uh, of course, had the the arm that he didn't have use of anymore, but still ordered his attendant to take him out of that wheelchair and stand him up next to President Bush's coffin so he could salute President George H.W. Bush. By the way, also the last surviving Band of Brothers officer, a Jewish soldier, Retired Army Colonel uh, Edward Shames, the last surviving officer of Easy Company, passed away Friday at the age of 99. Yes, he was there. Normandy, D-Day, parachuted in with Easy Company. The whole Band of Brothers story. HBO miniseries, Band of Brothers. The, the book, Band of Brothers. What an awesome story that is from some great heroes. And I mentioned he was a Jewish officer. He was the first member of the 101st to walk into Dachau, which, of course, was the longest operating concentration camp under Hitler. And when Germany surrendered weeks later, he and the men of Easy Company went into Hitler's eagle's nest, and he managed to get several bottles of cognac labeled for the Fuhrer's use only. And later, he would use that cognac to toast his eldest son's bar mitzvah. Now that is divine justice right there. The last surviving member of the Band of Brothers is 97-year-old Bradford Freeman. He now lives in Mississippi. Hey, grab a jacket on the way out this morning. I don't think you're going to think too heavy, but this is our high temperature right here at 70. This is the high for the day. Cold front going to come through around between 9 and 10 and going to lower temperatures as the day goes on. And when you're riding with Riccardi this afternoon headed home, should be in the 50s. So probably some sort of light jacket. I got a, a blue jean black jacket over here, a black blue jean jacket that I'll be wearing a little bit later on. You might want something like that because it is going to be windy as well. But right now, Camp wishing you a Merry Christmas from everyone here at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. In Louisiana, thousands now being tested after a COVID-19 outbreak on a week-long international cruise. No! At least 10 confirmed cases <laughs> on the Norwegian breakaway. Oh, that's an outbreak. <laughs> well, let's dive into that. 
I want to talk about that. Good morning. It's Monday, 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trayware page, KTSA.com. There's Elaine. There's Chris. And right here is Don with a uh, freshly furry uh, face. And uh, leave it gray. Leave it gray because that's also something that's dug a lot. Okay? All right. All right. Well, you're trying to get me in trouble? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm leading you into the path of right, right down the... <laughs> Right, right into it. Are you trying to corrupt me, Trey Ward? Is that what's going on? Story of my life. Yeah. That's what you pay me for. <laughs> okay, I, I was going to talk, I, you know, I was going to talk with you about this uh, this Ohio driver catching his baby, which I'll do that in a second. All right. But since we had that Mr. Excitement, Trey Thomas or whatever his name is, doing yeah. that story, that's guy, that guy's really thrilled about being in radio, isn't he? He needs to, you know, he needs to calm down. Here, here's a little you bit know. of this right here. Yeah, need to take a sip of that. <laughs> sip of that straight up coffee, that right. boy. Yeah. And, uh, and then we just had her do it, whoever that was. Um, so... Here's the deal. This Norwegian cruise liner came back. They had been to Honduras and Belize. And everybody on cruise ships now, and I can tell you this, because we own a company that does this, and I've been on cruises, and everybody has to be vaccinated. You have to show proof that you've been vaccinated, right? They're also traveling at reduced capacity. So you very rarely are around other people. It's amazing when you go on a cruise ship now and you go, where is everybody? You know, I'm eating dinner by myself. Who's steering the ship? Exactly. Exactly. So 10 people out of 3,600 does not an outbreak make. Okay. So let's, let's first of all get our terminology straight here. Uh, Miss ABC, it's not an outbreak. Uh, you had um, these people that were tested. Every one of them, everybody before they got off the ship was tested. Everybody as part of their protocol. You have to get tested before you can leave the ship. These people, these 10, were asymptomatic. They didn't even know they had COVID, mm-hmm. which is kind of the definition of being sick. You feel like crap. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, how many people... No, let me put it this way. I guarantee you, you've been at the grocery store, or you've been at the Walmarts, or you've been at the mall Christmas shopping around people that are asymptomatic with COVID. Mm-hmm. I will. I don't even have a million dollars, and I'll lay a million dollars on that one. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, you've been at restaurants, sitting in a booth or a table, and next to you is somebody that's asymptomatic with it. So for the hype to come in now, I, I was reading what, what got me over the weekend, Don, was I was reading all the comments in the news stories that had been posted by KSAD and Channel Well, you know, the, there's, there's a mistake. That is just, <laughs> people are really seriously dumbasses in America these days. Because right. they're like, oh, no, here we go again. Oh, no, it's coming again. Another wave is coming. Remember, this is how it all got started. They brought them all to San Antonio, and we're all going to die. Here we go again. You know, it was just the hysteria is insane guys omicron is here omicron has been here omicron (laughs) omicron from every account now including fauci yesterday ain't much to it guys there ain't much to it uh fauci said yesterday well this far it doesn't look like there's a great degree of severity to it end quote and now we've got to look at the travel ban and maybe rescind the travel ban yeah you know this is an instance and this happens often where you know it's his job to let us know that this is out there however once he you know once he puts that out there it's what the public does with it you know you hear what you want to hear, right? And you twist it to what you want it to mean, right? Um, because when this all first broke out, when this all first started coming into play, what three weeks ago? Not even. Um, it's, well, this this happens with these types of things. But you know, Don. <clears throat> so you just have to let it, you know you have to do what you can to be. You know, take your own precautions. Do what you have to do to live your life. You know, and not get sick, which is you know what we all should be doing, right? Um, so as, as but as you Rand- don't have to burn down the town and. Just about to say that. I was just about to say, I got an analogy for you, but we knew it here. I was saying it three weeks ago Mm -hmm. that the doctor in South Africa who treated the patient said there's nothing to it. They didn't even know they had it. It was like a minor blip, a cold. They didn't even know they had it. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a big deal. Don't, Don't everybody freak out. 
But of course, of course, they've got to come with a whole new slew of restrictions and lockdowns on you. And this is what you got to do now. We're going to be masked until March 18th. How stupid is that? Walensky yesterday did not rule out a nationwide mask mandate. She was asked about it by Martha Raddatz on ABC, and she wouldn't rule out, well, man, we might have to do a nationwide full-on mask mandate. Oregon, okay, now I know, I understand, it's Oregon, right? Their Department of Health is going to put into effect this week a permanent indoor mask mandate forevermore, TFN forever. A permanent mask mandate. This is how stupid people get about this when they they run off crazy. It reminded me last week of the guy who had some snakes in the foundation of his house. Mm -hmm. Burn the house down to kill the snakes. There you go. Lit the house on fire to kill a couple of snakes. Wouldn't call a snake handler. Wouldn't go get him a gun with some rat shot in it. Sure. <laughs> you know, call your local pest control company. He takes a can of gasoline and lights the house on fire. Yeah. Burns the house down. It's nothing. There's nothing left of that house anymore. Even Jake from State Farm said, you're kind of a dumbass. <laughs> really there, there are people that would do that for a spider, though. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I'm talking That's Fauci. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Just stop for a minute. And they're doing this over this cruise ship. Mm-hmm. You got 10 people out of 3,500. Well, okay, ABC, let me just ask you this. You're making a big deal out of 10 people out of 3,500 on a cruise ship. How about the 2 million that Biden has allowed across the border since january totally different story yeah, of totally different situation <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah, that's what we were told last week yeah, right there you go that's a different matter altogether all right now to this other story mm-hmm. man driving down the highway going to the hospital pregnant wife in the seat trying to get to the hospital right he's moving along at a quick pace ryan Imgi, i think is how you say his name um, as he's driving along, um, his wife turns around in the passenger seat and puts her feet up on the back oh, of the seat. Oh, man, it's time to push. <laughs> it's time to go. Oh. And he looks over and he says, honey, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to pull over? What? And she said, no, keep going. We got to get to the hospital. But then the baby's coming out. Mm-hmm. She got both feet up, back against the dashboard. She's pushing. Here comes the baby. So... We've all done this with our bag of fries and our hamburger. With the left hand, he's steering. With the right hand, he's over grabbing the baby, pulling the baby out. Oh, man. That's daddy of the year right there. Right? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Pulls the baby out and holds the baby out. Man. See, all he would have to do is keep her facing forward and slam on the brakes. <laughs> or step on the gas the way she was facing. Yeah. I guess she didn't want her to plop on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Right. Floorboard. Sure. WeatherTech wouldn't have liked that at all. Yeah, probably not. She took her seatbelt off, put her knees on the seat face at the back, and just started pushing. Oh, man. He said his wife's composure was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. She just handled the whole thing. You know, they're both impressive. Seriously. Seriously. (laughs) Dude's driving a car. Right. You know? Yeah. And probably on I-35 traffic. Yeah, something like that. Right? Yeah. And uh, reaches over and just grabs a baby and continues to drive on, and he's got one hand full of baby and one hand full of car. Well, you know, probably, quote, probably a beer between his knees, my guess. Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> and the headrest has a placenta pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you would. <laughs> I had a close call like that with my first, my oldest child. Yeah. I was, I was on the air. And uh, got the phone call from his mom that it was time to go. Um, and the guy who was supposed to be on call waiting, because you know, he knew the due date was coming. Yeah. And the guy, that was a Monday morning, the guy who was on call waiting for me um, wasn't answering his phone. So I had, I knew somebody who lived in the neighborhood went over to, to wake him up. He was severely hungover. Mm-hmm. He shows A radio up. guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, how did he afford sure. all of that delicious rum? I have no idea. But, right. But he, uh, he shows up. I get to, to, to how I get home and, uh, she, you know, she's ready to go. She's on sure. the kitchen floor. So oh, my God. <laughs> I pick wow. her up, put her in the car, Ooh. drive to the hospital. 15 minutes later, <laughs> baby's here. Baby's here. Yeah. Right. It was uh, it was uh, the doctor who delivered him, and an emergency room nurse. Yeah, just that were there. 
um, and they delivered them. So you know, it happened real fast. Both so, of mine so were a little kudos bit, to them. For, yeah, that's that right. Amazing. Both of mine were a little bit different. Na- you know, Nancy has a high tolerance for pain. High. It's incredible right. her tolerance for pain. Well, you know, she's been dealing with you for. Years, <laughs> so. That's exactly right. I got to put up a major high tolerance for pain or a sucker for punishment. <laughs> yeah, figured are it crazy. Out. Yeah. That's right. So uh, with with Justin, who was first. Uh, it was you know, kind of a normal deal, and everything was fine. And when he came, the doctor handed me the scissors, and I said, what do you want to do with these? He said, cut the umbilical cord. Give my haircut tray. Really cool. Well, he did have lots of hair. <laughs> yeah. Really cool uh, doctor. Well, with Rebecca, uh, Nancy went went over to the other side of the room and was, was kept coming back from being in the other side of the room and said, you better call the doctor because she's here. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she laid down, and boom, she was right. there. And he comes running down the hall, whatever, forget it, his hair all, and he sat down and he said, help. And I said, help what? And he said, grab her shoulders and turn her shoulders and help her. <laughs> Not Nancy. Grab, grab the baby. <laughs> grab the baby yeah. <laughs> so I got to, that was really kind of a cool yeah. experience. Yeah, he was is. a hippie doctor, liked him a lot, you know. Yep. Guys. My son, that was the doctor that delivered my son. You got to do the same like thing. That. He was, he was just one. Of, he showed up at the last minute, come yep. walking in. He, he told me at some point that he had delivered about 15,000 babies and that he was he was he was retired but there was a shortage of of doctors in that town so they called him up to go in and and just kind of cover till they could bring somebody in yeah and uh, while my son Mike is in the process of being born, he's putting on the gloves, sure. you know, telling me all this what he had for lunch the day before. <laughs> yeah, and then they stick a they stick a form in your face and say, "Sign this," because if yeah. you fall down and bust your head open, we're not going to be responsible yeah. for it. Right? I said I'm the last one you need to worry about. You need to worry about that right there. Yeah. And he said, "Nope." You would be you'd be shocked. Mom does fine. Dad passes out. Oh yeah, I totally believe that. <laughs> he said that's the yeah, way it works. I was like hunched over with all of them. <laughs> you know, every single one of them. I mean, yeah. I was I felt like I had just run a marathon. Oh, you know? big time! Every push you felt. Yeah, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is all the nurses are like tending to me. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, I think I'm going to be okay. However. Over across the room. There's an issue. You know, yeah, there might be a bit of a... I want to look uh, into yeah, that check one. It, check yeah. that out. AccuWeather forecast. The more mutations a single variant has, the more immunity you really need to have in order to combat that variant, which is why right now we're really pushing to get more people vaccinated and more people boosted. Well, again, she did not rule out a national mask mandate. Uh, you know, that's just stupid. Uh, Biden says his grandson gave him a cold. You can definitely... Chris, that first one you played where he talked to, you know, my grandson liked to kiss Pop Pop and gave gave me a cold and, and all that. And um, then he goes to dinner that afternoon, right after on Friday, and he goes into a restaurant without a mask. But here he is talking about how he got his cold. Your voice sounds a little different. Are you okay? I'm okay. I have a test every day to see a COVID test. I have to check me for all the strains. What I have is a one-and-a-half-year-old grandson who had a cold who likes to kiss his pop. And he'd been kissing him anyway. So uh, yeah. it's just a cold. Well, it's just a cold, he says. And he's tested for COVID every day. <sighs> Jen Psaki came out five minutes later and said, no, it's not true. We don't test him every day. So whatever. Uh, woman claiming, however, that this Aussie camp held over 14 days despite her negative tests. I've been, I've been kind of inching this one out on you a little bit. Over the past couple of weeks, just so that you'll know, this is going on in Australia. And I've been told that there are those in our politics that want to do it here. That's all I can say at this point. There are those in our politics who want to do it here. Set up a COVID camp for those who have not been vaccinated. So in Australia, Haley Hodgson, 26, was seized by authorities, forced to spend 14 days in the notorious Howard Springs camp I told you about last week after a friend of hers tested positive. Police reportedly um, identified her via her scooter number plates as a close contact with a friend. She was tested three times while she was there. Every time she was negative. She said police officers showed up, blocked her driveway. She walked out of her house and she said, what's going on? Are you guys going to test me here for COVID? What's happening? They said, no, we're taking you away and you have no choice in the matter. Meanwhile, in Italy, in Milan, Italy, a dentist is now facing possible criminal charges. He went to get 
he went to get vaccinated and woman, the nurse rolls up his sleeve to give him the vaccination and she says boy this arm's kind of cold and clammy and and the skin feels kind of like gummy what's going on it's a fake arm <laughs> he had taken an arm off a dummy and he, <laughs> he took it in but he's facing criminal charges all right back in a minute trey Ware, ktsa up for telling the truth about COVID-19 disappeared like the consciences of the millionaires and billionaires in Hollywood and the NBA and the IOC and Wall Street are all so eager for Chinese cash. They are pretending none of this is happening. There is no amount of money that can buy enough soap to wash that blood off their hands. Well, let's start with China then, Jake, and let's move on through all the others that have caused so many problems with this. Good morning. It is the morning news. Trey Ware, KTSA 606, and thank you for joining us. Jen says good morning. Uh, David says good morning. David Lopez, uh, Dixie Al says have a great day. Gay Dietrich says have a great week. Jennifer Allen says good morning. Let's see here. Chrissy Kalb says good morning to you and the whole KTSA team. Thank you all for making my morning drive enjoyable. Y'all are all a blessing. Charlie Ledbetter says, good morning, listening to you right now. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate that very much. That's over on the Facebook page. There's Elaine. There's Chris. And there's Don. And CNN has fired uh, Chris Cuomo. Of course, we knew that was coming. I told you that last week. He was going to get fired as soon as the attorneys got involved. And sure enough, CNN saying we retained a respected law firm to conduct the review. We have terminated him effective immediately. While the process of the review, additional information has come to light. Despite the termination, we're going to investigate the uh, ba-da-da. He called his termination disappointing. The one who got to announce it on Saturday night was Jim Acosta, who wants that gig. Sorry, Jim, you're not going to get it. <laughs> it's not yours. There is a woman now accusing Chris Cuomo of sexual misconduct, and she's an ex-ABC colleague. It's interesting to watch uh, Geraldo on Fox talk about how, how close I am with Chris Cuomo, and uh, he was a protege of mine, and I really trained him while we were over at 2020, ABC's 2020, and all that kind of stuff. We'll see how quickly uh, Geraldo drops him. But anyway, uh, a woman over at, uh, who apparently worked with Chris Cuomo over at ABC, she's unidentified at this point, is accusing him of sexual misconduct. So the the real reason both of the Cuomos needed to have their butts fired, and now they have been, the real reason is because the governor locked up a bunch of COVID-infected people in old folks' homes, thousands upon thousands, and they died. And his brother on CNN covered it up by not exposing it, and they were he would have his brother on, they would laugh and joke about what a great job he's doing to fight COVID, boy. He needs to be the next president and all that kind of crap. So that's the real reason both of them need to be fired, because there's blood on their hands, as far as I'm concerned, from old folks that they stuffed into and knew it, and knew it when he did it, when the governor did it. And then his younger brother on television covered it all up and did the same thing, apparently, with the, with the women that had accused, him of se- accused the governor of sexual harassment, was digging up dirt on them to use. So, you know, these guys are low-life scum. Always have been. The whole Cuomo family's always been that way. They think they're big, you know, kind of mob kind of guys, you know. Hey, you're going to play the mob thing. But they're lowlifes is what they are, and they just they, they got what they deserve as far as I'm concerned. The uh, prosecutor in uh, Michigan has charged the parents of the alleged shooter of the, the high school last week with uh, making the gun available to him. Uh, the prosecutor says dad bought it for him bought it for the kid and left it where the kid could get to it on that day and apparently when they met at the school that day and they had conversations with school that day it was in the kid's backpack apparently this is all what the prosecutor is saying right now and the prosecutor saying that the parents should have checked the kid's bag she didn't say where the school should have checked the kid's bag right but she did say the parents should have checked the kid's bag and they have some culpability and all this and, and, you know, you, you got to feel like you're guilty if you escape in the middle of the night, take $4,000 out of your ATM machine, and go hide in an artist's basement. You you know, you're, you're getting close to the Canadian border as quickly as you can in the middle of the night. They found him on Saturday night, brought him in. Uh, people who know him don't like him, say that these two are just, I think one called her a, uh, a monster and another called him a P.O. you-know-what. 
So uh, we'll, we'll see how all that develops and where all that goes. Um, you're not going to hear this on the mainstream media, but that's one of the reasons you come here. And you're coming here in droves. And thank you all very much for the great radio ratings. Appreciate it very, very much. Appreciate you listening to this show. Um, Trump's remain in Mexico policy is re-firing up today. Re-firing up today. Um, it was smart. It worked. And it was the first thing joe biden got wrong it was the first thing joe biden did on january 20th was got rid of donald trump's remain in mexico policy the remain in mexico policy discouraged people from coming here and flowing across our borders because the policy was when you got here you had to stay in mexico until your asylum case was adjudicated in the United States. You may not come in here and wait here for your case to be adjudicated. You had to wait in Mexico. And the people who knew they didn't have a justifiable asylum claim quit coming because they didn't want to stay in Mexico. They were coming here for the free stuff. They were coming here for free food and free health care and free money now. And Joe Biden's 450000 per person that he wants to pay him million dollars per family making them all millionaires they're coming there for that and donald trump said you're not going to get into this country until we run your case through the courts and that could take year in fact it does take years and those folks said well we're not going to come and by the way i still get in fact just got two over the weekend i still get videos from many of my friends that have ranches out to our west, down to our south, and these folks, they're coming. They're wearing new blue jeans and new tennis shoes and backpacks on their back that are that are full. Somebody's funding this. Somebody's paying them to come here, and it's people who are resettling our country for the Democrat vote. That's exactly what it is, and that's why Joe Biden wants to make them millionaires. He's buying their votes. He's putting them in Florida. He's putting them in Texas to flip Florida and Texas, and he's giving them $450,000 each to buy their votes. They are paid voters for the Democrats. That's what's being brought into this country. And I don't want to hear another word about a cruise ship with 10 infected people out of 3,500 on that cruise ship, and the 10 infected didn't even know they had it. They're asymptomatic until somebody wants to say something about 2 million that have come across the border in the past 11 months, and no tests. And no vaccinations. And they're bringing COVID, and we know they are. I don't want to hear another word about a cruise ship. COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah, right. Ten people out of 3,500. Woo! Some outbreak. And they didn't even know they had it. They're asymptomatic. In fact, when they first started to hear about Omicron, I was the first one to start telling you that the because while I was on vacation, I looked up the doctor and started to read what the doctor down in South Africa had been saying. And the doctor in South Africa had been saying, this is no big deal. You know, most of the people that we are treating didn't even know they had it. There are no hospitalizations and no deaths. Most people are completely asymptomatic. They don't know that they've got it. They test them randomly and, whoop, like, check it out. You got this. And I, when I got back from vacation last week, I started telling you, the doctor down there in South Africa says there's nothing to this. Well, what is... What does the administration do? We want to take more of your freedoms away. So they put in all these new things, extended this stupid mask mandate until March 18th. So you go to an airport, you got to wear a stupid mask, get on an airplane for four hours, you got to wear a mask. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And they, uh, you know, extend all this, and, and they really go off the deep end. You know, they, we're going to stop travel from all these other places. And if you come in from international countries, you got to pass a test within one day to be able to, and we're talking about quarantining you for seven days if you come in from foreign countries and all that. What Fauci say yesterday? Well, it doesn't look all that serious. doesn't look all that serious. So I think we're going to rescind the travel restrictions. Well, if I knew that 10 days ago, why didn't Anthony Fauci? He did know it 10 days ago, but they, as I told you, they used it to extend the lockdowns and all the other stuff that they're doing. They used it for that. In Oregon, they announced on Saturday, their Department of Health, they want to put in a permanent indoor mask mandate forevermore. 
You walk in somewhere, you have to put a mask on your face in Oregon. That's just, guys, there's no other word for that other than utter stupidity. That's exactly what that is. It's utter stupidity. And this is the world that we're living in right now. There are a bunch of stupid people out there. I was reading the comments on this cruise ship story over the weekend. Oh, my God, here's another pandemic. It's going to be sweeping our country like it did last time. Stop it. Stop it. You sound like a fool. That is not what is happening here. Calm down. Cool out. If you're va- Like Rand Paul said over the weekend, if you're vaccinated or you've had it and you have natural immunity, ignore Anthony Fauci and live your life. All right, uh, 615, Trey Ware, KTSA. I want to tell you about my friends over at Laurel Ridge, at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. You know, the holidays are typically a joy-filled time for a lot of folks, but also for some people, it can be a pretty depressing time. Uh, You know, the loss of a loved one, and you think about the loved one or loved ones that you've lost at the holiday time, and you're missing them. Um, can be a time when people are, uh, you know, uh, addictive personalities or experimenting more, partying more, and all those kind of things. Well, nobody, nobody wants to have a downer and depressing holiday season. But if you're going through a tough patch right now, Laurel Ridge Treatment Center is here for you. For many people, the holiday season is not the most wonderful time of the year. But Laurel Ridge, they want to help you no matter what. They want to help your family no matter what. They provide help for chemical dependency, mental health issues like anxiety and depression, for children, adolescents, and adults alike. There are outpatient day treatment programs. There are inpatient options to fit your needs. They really know what they're doing. In fact, they've been doing it for more than 35 years. And for military members of the military, there's nobody better than Laurel Ridge. They offer free assessments 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you're dealing with any kind of behavioral health issue right now during the holidays, I know it can be challenging. I do. And Laurel Ridge is there for you all the time at 210-491-3591 at Laurel Ridge. Well, we are at our high for the day. We're at 69 right now. It doesn't get any hotter than this. Uh, As the day goes on, the temperature is going to go down. Between 9 and 10 this morning, we expect an arrival of a cold front about that time. The time could be one way or the other a little bit. But uh, about mid-morning, expect a cold front to come through, and the temperatures will start to go down. And you'll feel it. The wind's going to pick up. And as the day goes on, they're going to ease back. And when you're riding with Riccardi home this afternoon, probably in the low to mid-50s, so I went ahead and brought a jacket to work with me. You know, so I have it later on today. You might want to do that, too. We'll be down in the 30s tonight uh, out in the hill country in the 40s in town. And then tomorrow, 67. Wednesday, 78. And by the time we get to Thursday and Friday, we're well into the 80s, challenging record highs on those days. Right now, it's 69. And again, that is your high for the day. Temperatures go down. Peace. Oh, is that right? So what does that mean? I gotta wear shades. That's how bright the future is. I'm going to put some on right now. As a matter of fact, 623 KTSA. So this is for you, Captain Don Morgan. Mariah Carey. And All I Want for Christmas is You, which is happens to be his favorite song of all time, folks. Um, is the first ever holiday song to go from platinum selling to diamond. That's ten million in sales. That's right. <laughs> See, you know it all. <laughs> <laughs> ten million in sales. Yeah. Uh, released in 1994, best-selling holiday ringtone as well. This is the first time I've heard this this season. Actually, is it really? Yeah, the whole, you know, I've had like little snippets of it. But yeah. You know, as far as the well, you haven't been to Walmart tor- lately. The torchy beginning here, I <sighs> head on over to Walmart. Well, you know, I think I've gotten to the point where <laughs> I tune <rotation>. it out. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, yes, yes, exactly. And, and the the funny thing is about this song is I, I was a morning DJ when it first came out, and you know, this time of year, <sighs> you dig out all those familiar Christmas classics, yeah. and you just wait for something new to come out. And I like this one because it, you know it starts out slow, but then it's got some tempo to it. Yes, it's and not it actually just all... sounds happy, right? As opposed to most Christmas music, which is depressing. <laughs> that Eagles thing, please be able to please oh, come up for the, Christmas. Some of the stuff is so depressing, but this one was like, oh, great! You know, we yeah. got here we go. Yeah, here we go. 
It's her biggest international success, too. Topping the charts in 26 countries. And uh, number one record on the greatest of all time, Holiday 100 hit yeah, list. Right. right, Carrie. And by the way, it's made her very rich. Uh, just yeah. So we're clear on that, too. You know, she just, I don't know how many dozens of top 40 singles she's had over the years. Oh, man. But that's the only one you ever hear these days. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. when was the last time you heard Vision of Love? I don't remember. Exactly. Which is unfortunate because it's a great it's a pretty song. pretty good record, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, Dr. Tom Petty. Dr. Tom Petty. That's right. Okay. Over the weekend, he was given posthumously, obviously, a uh, doctorate in music uh, by the University of uh, Florida, Gainesville. That's where he grew up yeah. in Gainesville, Florida. His hometown. And he used to go over to the university and uh, pick up trash and study music mm-hmm. at the University of Florida. He's a gator. Uh, 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 gator chop. And uh, so anyway, of course, we all know he died in 2017, accidental overdose. Wasn't it fentanyl he got? Yeah. yeah, he got a hold of some fentanyl. And the back problems, knee problems, hip problems. I think I believe it was a hip, right? A broken hip. He did. And, uh, yeah, but it caused back and yeah. knee issues as well. Right. Sold more than 80 million records, inducted in the Hall of Fame in uh, 2002, and now, posthumously, he's known as Dr. Tom Petty. 80 million records. 80 million. Yep. Child I think a million of those were f- to me. <laughs> I'm not kidding, right? I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. I, I, I would. Uh, he was one of those. One of those guys. Where the day it came out, you know, I would go to wherever you know Radio Shack, wherever we would go to buy albums at the time, and I was there to get it. Yep. You know, he was one of the the Cars, Tom Petty. Those sure. were two guys, the two bands that I would run out and and grab the day they came out. Well, so. I remember where I was the minute I heard "Don't Do Me Like That." I was at a friend's house. They had a his parents or her parents were out of town, and so they told everybody at school, "Hey, y'all come over." You know, parents are out of town, so we all showed up over there. And there's like a hundred people stuffed in this house that night, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, a radio starts. It was kind of playing in the background, but somebody all of a sudden just turned it up as loud as it would go mm-hmm. when that started because it's unmistakable. Don't, sure, don't, don't. You know, the hard chord. At the beginning is unmistakable, and everybody stopped whatever they were doing and started singing Don't Do Me Like That. Yeah. It's the first time I heard it, 78, 77 or 78, it's the first time I heard it at that house. Right. Just blown away. Hey, Refugee was the first song I heard from him. Oh, that's a great song. Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was 11? Yeah. That, it was like 79, 80 when that came well, out. He's so. around a long time, man. Yeah, he was so that, that, was, that was it for me. I heard that. And yep. I didn't, you know, of course, you don't know that oftentimes they have a back catalog of two or three albums before. Right. Um, so it wasn't until like a year or so later when Hard Promises came out or what have you that I went back and started getting into the first one. And You know what I don't like about when you hear about these posthumous things, whether they go into the Hall of Fame posthumously or they get a doctorate or whatever, they don't know it, you know? Yeah. And that's the that's the real bummer right. of it, you know? Yeah. He certainly deserved to be a doctor of music. Certainly. You know, like the boys from Rush. Yeah. You know, or... Um, okay, so uh, Facebook, which is now Meta, is asking for your nude photos and videos. Once again, they did this a couple of years ago. Please turn in your nude photos and videos. So, Don. Again? <laughs> you have to Man. go to the collection and turn right. them into Mark Zuckerberg. I guess he's a perv. But anyway, <laughs> he says what, what Meta says they want to do with them. Ah, ha, ha, yeah, sure. wink, wink, I nah, bet nah. I know what they want to do with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly, right? Man. They they want to uh, keep them from being used as revenge porn, so they're gonna oh. they're gonna they're gonna lock them up so nobody can use them as put them in a vault yeah, somewhere. That's right. Yeah, right. that's right. So that nobody can get to them and use them as revenge porn against you. So uh, everybody send your nude pictures and videos over to uh, Mark Zuckerberg at Meta. He'll take care of it. He'll make sure they're private and they never get out. You know, and at the same time. I'm just going to hand him the keys to my truck and That's say, a good idea. bring it back when you're done. <laughs> you know? Because he'll take care of it. Yeah, whatever you got. I'm sure you'll keep it locked up in your garage for safekeeping. You know? Bring it back when you're done. What I was thinking was the bank account. I'm just going to give him full access to the bank account. You right. know? He can yeah. take out as much as he needs, but I'm sure he won't do anything. He's got so much money, he wouldn't touch a dime that's in right. my little bank account. It's yeah. paltry. And I will one-up you on that. I will okay. open up my door and Zuckerberg, just move in. Come Come live here. Move, move in with us. Yes. We you got know? plenty of room upstairs sure. for you. Come on over, Mark. Might as well. Make yourself at home.
Send your nude pictures. And That's the stupidest the, thing. Is that one of the randomest things you've ever? I've never heard anything more random in my life. You know, and then they're assuming that everybody has nude photos of themselves well, on their phones yeah, or what have you. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, quick break. <laughs> just, I, the whole thing. It's just, the whole the whole thing that he has started. This whole man as thing. time goes on, see, just gets more ridiculous. I, I think what they're no, I'm not going to say. They'll, they'll, they'll sue me. <laughs> There'll be a bunch of near meta employees well, running around. you know they're creating they're creating a metaverse yeah. where we're all gonna live in some sort of it came out over the weekend they're making a meta hand where you'll be able to feel stuff with your hands you put this glove right. on because your actual hands it, it doesn't work anymore know, for some reason right. but you'll be able to feel stuff in the metaverse mm-hmm. so they want your nude pictures they're making a glove you know just yeah. I'm just not going there. Well, you know, when Jennifer Lopez submits her nude photos. You'll think about yeah, it. You give me one of those meta hands, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> they've, they've completely lost their you're, damn minds. You're the first one to buy one. <laughs> yeah. But J-Lo submitted it. Oh, I'll get myself a man. Sign me up. All right, so 629 uh, KTSA. I want to tell you about our friends over at Amogee Bank for the best in banking services. Turn to Amogee, and they are there to help you with whatever. Whatever. Whether you are looking for family banking, like your typical accounts, checking accounts, savings account, whatever, or you've got a family-run business, this is really something they are experts at, is family-run businesses. And that can be challenging, as you well know. Um, not only with... You know, having the resources, I'm talking about the money that you need, the capital that you need to really build and run your family-run business, but also expert advice because it's challenging out there, and Amogee knows this. So they have some great folks on staff that understand family-run businesses. They understand the challenges of your particular industry, whatever it is that you do, and they get you the real answers. And then, of course, they make it easier for you to be able to get your hands on the capital that you need. Whether you're talking about leasing some space for a storefront or you're talking about employees, insurance costs, uh, you, you know, you got to stock a warehouse maybe in some cases and stuff like that. Well, they can help you with lines of credit and loans to be able to get all that done at Amogee Bank. Your family business specialist, Amogee N.A., member FDA. So I continue to rely on the scientists and asking them whether or not we have to move beyond what we did yesterday. Right now, they're saying no. He not sounding too pretty good, is he? It's uh, 640 at KTSA. Trey Ware here. I'm looking at the satellite images of Ukraine. How exciting is my life, right? (laughs) Well, no, this is Military City USA. In Military City USA, you need to know. (laughs) What are you hoping to find, Trey, as you look at the satellite images? Of Ukraine? From, from Ukraine. Yeah. A, well, I'm like Mark Zuckerberg. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, there's Ukraine, known for their nude beaches. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's actually a reason for this. We're right. military city USA. Right. And Vladimir Putin has encircled Ukraine with 175,000 troops, uh, 1,200 tanks, 1,600 artillery, 330 aircraft, 240 uh, helicopters, 75 ships, and six submarines. So he owns all of Russia, which is all the east of Ukraine. He owns Crimea because he took it when Barack Obama was the president. And uh, so he's got it all the way circled from 12 o'clock to 30. He's got it all. He owns all of that around there. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking in January, uh, February at the latest, um, he's, he's moving into Ukraine. And Military City USA better be awake to this because chances are very good. We're going to have to be, well, no, if he moves in Ukraine, we're going to have to be right in the middle of it. Uh, somebody, when I said that over the weekend, somebody said to me, well, it'll be NATO. Well, we're NATO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a few Germans and a few French, but <laughs> NATO is us. So, um, I, 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 man, do we not need another conflict? We don't need another conflict. Uh, but it looks very, very serious that uh, Vladimir Putin, and, and apparently uh, he and Biden are going to talk tomorrow, whatever that means, but uh, they're going to talk by telly tomorrow about, about all this. And we know for a fact that China is just waiting for the right moment to move into Taiwan at the same time. Right. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not patent here, so I don't know a whole lot about how all this works. Uh, and I'm certainly not Mark Milley. 
Uh, but I, you know, um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Putin and Xi have not already talked and let's do this at the same time. Because if they do it at the same time, what are we going to do? It's all you can do is watch at that point. At that point, that's all we can do. So too many irons in the fire. Yeah, you're spread too thin, especially if you know if you're relying on NATO forces right. to to handle all of that. Well, so. the only thing we can hope for in in the China case, if they move on Taiwan, the only thing we hope for is that other nations are going to rush to Taiwan's defense as well. Do you? But do you really see that happening? Though? I don't know because I don't see anybody wanting to get into it with China. I well, you know, I, I can't. You know, including uh, us. Yeah, I, yeah, and. It, I just don't see that happening. It's a good question because uh, so much is done out of Taiwan, right? Mm, right. Now, Austin, uh, the Secretary of Defense, again, I watched him on Saturday, my thrilling life. Here I am looking at the Ukraine and listening to the Secretary of Defense on a Saturday. Yeah. But he gave a speech in which he affirmed, reaffirmed the one China policy, and he reaffirmed our commitment to support Taiwan. He made that perfectly clear. Uh, now, whether we actually follow through and do something about it is is a completely different question. But there are other countries that depend on Taiwan as we do. I mean, mm-hmm. flip over your phone or whatever you want to look at right. and see it's either made in China or Taiwan, mm-hmm. right? That's true. And so um, there are other countries that want to defend the independence of Taiwan as we do and as we have committed to doing. Mm-hmm. The, the deal about these commitments, such as Ukraine... And such as Taiwan, the deal about commitments are when you publicly make those commitments over and over again, if you do not live up to them, you lose all your other allies, too. That's what happened in the Afghanistan deal, is that when we cut and run the way we did it, uh, our other allies said, we, we can't trust you either because we made so many promises to Afghanistan. Japan started to reassess their uh, situation with us. South Korea most certainly is in the process of reassessing their situation, their their uh, alignment with us, and we have the same thing that's going on. If we if we don't if we back down from Ukraine, if we back in, and allow Putin to roll in there with 175,000 troops, he has encircling it. Now, what you know? What other reason would he have for putting 175,000 troops around Ukraine? I mean, right around the border. There's there's only one reason you do that, and that's because you plan. He yeah. thinks you, he's trying to rebuild the old Soviet Union, and to do that, he has to have Ukraine. Well, that's been his mo since the beginning. Yes, sir. That's why he took Crimea right. back in the, in the Obama years because he had to have that southern, so he could get the ships there. He's got ships ports in mm-hmm. in uh, Crimea, mm-hmm. and he needed a place for the submarines to be able to fire their missiles right. when he when he attacks. And he blew that airplane out of the air. We know that. We know that's a fact. This was several years ago, that passenger jetliner. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's only one reason he's doing that, and that's to make a move on the Ukraine. And we have said we're going to back them, and we have said we're going to back Taiwan. And if we don't stand up and do that, and we don't need any more conflict, I can tell you that right now, our folks are tired, but if we don't stand up, then we lose our other allies. Our other allies start looking for maybe right. let's cozy up to China, let's cozy up to to yeah. russia it's the realignment of the world is what's going on right now Yeah, definitely scary all right quick break and uh, carl eggers coming up next we'll talk about the markets and money and all that coming up next here on ktsa we'll tell you about my friends over at pecos fence 210-655-5656 210-655-5656 at pecos you get treated right every time because they got the smartest guys in the world in fence building they offer the best in materials for the lowest price how do they do that well it's all about uh, you know low overhead they keep their overhead low they don't have a fancy facility they don't have a million employees that you know you got to cover with insurance and benefits and everything they don't have all that they're just local folks who buy the best in building materials in 60 years they have developed great contacts with folks who are cutting the lumber and loading it up on rail car and bringing it here so you get the best in lumber and whether it's a cedar privacy fence they're great at that or chain link fences or whatever they can do all of that for you at Pecos Fence Company or sell you the materials at the lowest price, and you'll save more money then by doing the labor yourself. Get your free estimate today from Pecos Fence Company, 210-65. Cool. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. That's As awesome. sell-off in tech shares dragged the NASDAQ composite down 300 points, nearly 2% on Friday. 
The Standard & Poor's 500 finished eight-tenths of a percent lower, while the Dow Jones gave up 60 points to cap a losing week. All right, let's talk about all that. It's the uh, beginning of a new week. Happy Monday to Carl Eggers from CreatingRicherLives.com on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. So, what do you think, Carl? Trey, we saw some extreme volatility last week if everybody's watching their their accounts. And, you know, part of it was the Federal Reserve is now admitting some of this inflation that we've been talking about is is maybe not transitory. You know, we keep hearing that word transitory, meaning it's, it's temporary. Everybody's definition of temporary is different. Some may think it's a few months. Some may think it's several months. But the Fed's basically going to retire that word. So they're admitting that. And so the fear on Wall Street is that, to fight inflation, they're going to start raising interest rates maybe sooner than they had anticipated. So it's kind of like they're taking the punch bowl away. And if they do that, at the same time, maybe the economy is already starting to slow a little bit. That's a bad combination. And so that's why I think the, the market was so volatile last week. And we had you know pretty much a, a tough week on Wall Street. Now, having said that, things are not down that much, uh, generally speaking. But where they are down a lot, is, you know, I've been talking about this wild speculation with cryptos and some of these stocks that don't have any profits. Many of those things have gotten hammered. Cryptos over the weekend went down over 20%. At one point, um, we saw a ton of these meme stocks, you know, from 2020, kind of the, the stay-at-home stocks. Many of those trade are down over 70% just since the last year. So we're starting to see some of the froth and speculation come out of the market, which I think ultimately is a good thing. For those, most of our listeners that aren't, aren't doing that and are just trying to stay focused on the long term with some of their 401ks and you know, more conservative investments, there's still plenty of opportunity in the market. So I feel good about the overall market, but certainly if you're speculating on some of these things and don't really know what you own, this is a cautionary tale because some of them are getting absolutely hammered. But if you got uh, pretty good investments in mutuals and stuff with your 401k, uh, just r- relax and enjoy or what? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, the bottom line is that uh, we still have, I mean, gas prices have come down recently because oil prices have come down. We've got interest rates, even though the Fed's threatening to raise them, they're still very low. So there's plenty of opportunity for people to refinance. So I still think things are okay here. It's just, again, the extreme part of the market with the, with the more speculative areas, that's to be concerned about. But if people have a balanced portfolio yeah. and are generally diversified, right. I'm not concerned at this point, no. Okay, very good. Carl, thank you as always on Mondays right here at KTSA. CreatingRichLives.com is where you can find him. So coming up next, it's where in Rima we'll hit on uh, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> no, well, I mean, we'll talk about Chris Cuomo. Chris is firing back and saying Zucker knew about it all. The boss knew about it all. So we'll uh, talk about that. Uh, some changes they're making for the pandemic over in Italy. We want to touch on that just a little bit as well. Uh, some of the local politics that are going on right now, AOC makes a, a even bigger uh, ass of herself, and Kamala Harris is uh, losing more of her staff, and we're talking about top people in her staff. They are, well, the rats are abandoning the ship. We'll talk about that coming up. Where-